Hey everyone, uh, I'm not sure if it's taking effect yet by now, because I record these a little bit in advance, I kind of save them up and then I release them sporadically throughout the week, so I'm not sure if my ad has been approved yet or not, but I've been trying to look for little ways to make extra money uh, when I'm not, you know, actually working, I usually work weekends, and so, so when I'm not actually working, I was trying to think of a way that I could easily make some money off of stuff that I'm already into and, and do. And I've been flirting with this idea for a little while. I always want to keep this show free and as accessible as possible. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this or not. But I'm going to give it a shot and see how it goes, see how you guys respond. I'm going to start adding sponsored segments to the show. So I've told the podcasting platform that I use to host. I, I've, you know, I've submitted an ad read to them that will... Uh, that will be like an ad for their service. So I've, I've had them automatically slot in pre-roll ads. So like little segments of the shows, everything that I've recorded up until this point. So all of season one, all of season two thus far, that it's like an empty space basically that will update automatically if this ad read gets approved. And so every episode from now on will have that ad, that ad in there. And then as I get more listens, eventually I'll start to earn money on on those ads. And they'll start reaching out to other brands to see if, if there's sponsorships that they can offer me that can get me uh, more money if I, you know, if I do ad reads for them. So these are all going to be at the beginning of the episodes and all the episodes before this too, depending on whether or not this all goes through okay. So... I just wanted to let you guys know and give you a heads up. You might have actually just heard an ad before this right now, uh, depending on how that all works. I don't know. It's a little weird and kind of hard to explain, but I did my best. And I hope it doesn't bother you guys too much. They'll they'll all be really short. They'll be around a minute or two. So, you know, not to worry. The show's not, not, uh, not ever going to go anywhere. It's going to stay free, and I'm not selling out or anything. This is just something I'm experimenting with, so... I just wanted to give you guys a heads up, and thanks as always for listening. Here's uh, here's Lincoln, and remember the Titans. Enjoy. Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone, welcome back to this fine show. Uh, good to see you all again. Don't worry, I can't actually see you. I'm just, you know, I'm just I'm just over here musing. Uh, Alright, this will be a, a relatively quick one. I feel like I say that every time. Do I say it every time? Yeah, I don't know, you guys should let me know. I feel like I always say it, but then it's never true. I don't know, but we're going to try to make good on it this time. Uh, because these movies are are really great, and you know what? Why waste too much time talking about them when you could just be going and watching them, you know? I don't know if that logic checks out or not, but we're just going to say it does. Because, uh, cause, yeah, we're going to talk about Remember the Titans and Lincoln. Actually, not in that order, because I definitely have less to say about Lincoln. Uh, so, Lincoln was not a movie that I watched by choice. This was a movie that we watched in class because we were studying Abraham Lincoln and the Civil War and race relations in that time and all that. And 
you know, this is a, a movie that outlines a lot of that very well and is a pretty reliable source when it comes to historical accuracy. And then, yeah, obviously, it's it's well-renowned for its performances, its production design, you know, everything about it. It's very, it's very well-liked. So I was going into it with a pretty open mind. I was a little discouraged when I saw that it was, like, two and a half hours long. And to be honest with you, I think that's the number one problem that I have with this movie. It's, you know, everything that I just said is very accurate. Production design, awesome. Cinematography, fantastic. Performances, great. Music, great. Everything about this is really, really good. It's just so damn long. And I think this is just not the kind of movie that you want broken up into chunks, watched in class, where there's a bunch of distractions. Maybe if I watched it at home, it would be a completely different experience if I was locked into watching this for, you know, movie purposes instead of, like, educational purposes surrounded by a bunch of teenagers who don't care. Uh, and, and not that I really care that much either. I mean, it's the last class of the day. I'm just trying to go home. And so it's nice that I don't have to do any work, but at the same time, it's, you know, you know. But, uh, but it is, it is really, really good. I think that it's just, uh, aside from certain standout sequences, it's just very slowly paced, and, and I don't know, it's just, it's not as engaging as I feel maybe it could be, but at the same time, this is a genre that's hard to, to make short without skipping over large chunks of information that are very important to, you know, historical events such as this. And then it's also, you know, it's hard to keep it, to keep it moving. It's not a topic that is very fast paced, you know, government, bureaucracy, all of that is, it's not, you know, it's very meticulous. It's very plotting. It's not super fast paced and super interesting most of the time. So I understand that that's just kind of comes with the territory and judging the film aside from that, aside from the restraints that were put on it from the very beginning, Daniel Day-Lewis is fantastic as uh as Abraham Lincoln. I feel like his personality and the general attitude that I feel like he has a lot of time I feel like he's like if the Joker movie was a person uh and that sounds really harsh especially when you think about how I feel about that movie but it's it seemed, like, overly pretentious and, like, acting is a craft, it's not just a job, and, like, everything I do has to be extreme and method and, and whatever, and I'm quitting acting just so I could come back to be a weird tailor who loves fabric more than people, I don't, I don't know what that movie's about, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, it's, like, it just seems hoity-toity, a highfalutin, that kind of thing, but I did actually really like him in this, and he is, I mean, obviously, I know this isn't a very controversial or revolutionary statement, but he is a very good actor, and this performance is really good, and despite how I may feel about, like, some of the things he says, or just how I feel about, like, you know, the way he acts, he's probably a really awesome person, and he's definitely way more successful than I'll ever be, and, and yeah, he's obviously one of our greatest living actors. This is an incredible performance. Like, he really embodies this character. I can't... It's kind of like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Like, I don't see Heath Ledger. I don't see Daniel Day-Lewis. I just see the Joker. I just see Abe Lincoln. Like, 
they really disappear into those roles. So it's, it's really, really good. And I know, I heard he did a lot of research and did as best he could to try to come up with firsthand accounts and like different things that could give him a po- like pointers as to what Abraham Lincoln's voice might have sounded like. And so we're still not sure exactly, but we have been told by historians, like we as a people, I don't mean me and my dog or anything. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the other people in the studio. Uh, it's just me and my dog. But but that we've been told that it's the closest that we're ever going to get to hearing what he might have actually sounded like. And that is really cool. I heard actually recently, I can't remember, I think it was some sort of Neanderthal or something. Or no, 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 no. It was, uh, it was an Egyptian pharaoh or a prince. I think it was a pharaoh. They were somehow able to reconstruct his voice digitally, which blows my mind. Like, I don't even understand. I guess they'd have to study, like, the shape and structure of his vocal cords to try to figure out, like, what the timbre, what the pitch would be. But then I don't know how you get, like, the affectations or, or like, the accent down. Like, how the hell do they do that? And, I mean, I'm sure it's not completely accurate, but just the fact that you could do that at all is insane. I don't have, I don't have any idea how people think of this kind of stuff, but... But yeah, that was really cool. I know that that happened a couple days ago. Might have been, might have been like late last week, because I feel like it wasn't that long ago that I heard about it. But but yeah, that's semi-related. But still, isn't that amazing? Dang, science is cool. <laughs> uh, ignore what I just said. Anyway, uh, Sally Field is also really good in this, and I felt like this movie was like a who's who of. Oh my gosh, that guy. Oh my gosh, that guy. Because at first I was like, okay, I know Daniel Day-Lewis is in this. And then I was like, is that Dane DeHaan? And then uh, and then I was like, is that Sally Field? I was like, the f- is that Tommy Lee Jones? Is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Like, it just kept being like, is that that guy from the third Jason Bourne movie? It was just like one one character after another, I was like, is that? And and it was. This is a, it's a really star-studded cast. There's a lot of really great people in this. Sally Field is really great at playing a horrible person. Uh, she is really nasty in this, and I was not expecting that. I figured that she would be, uh, she would be, like, a very nice lady, like a quiet, uh, kind of in-the-background political figure, but our teacher did then later tell us that she was locked up in a mental institution and she was like a really fierce political player. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, I was surprised to see that, but she did a really great job. And the child actor, I don't, I don't know who it was. I probably should check that out, but he, he was also really good playing Lincoln's son. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was of course good. Dane DeHaan was good in a pretty small role, but still. Timmy Lee Jones, I mean obviously he's great he's great in everything and he's so witty he does he delivers all these lines really well it was really really good and then uh oh who else oh yeah i just could listen to the that guy who's in the third jason Bourne movie like just talk all day like he could read the phone book his voice just makes everything he says sound more important and it made me want to watch the jason Bourne movies again those movies kind of slap Maybe I should do a retrospective on them, because bangers, all of them. Well, maybe not all of them, but definitely the first three. 
So yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. Good movie handles rela- race relations very well and pretty deftly. I thought looks really good. It was shot on film, so I give you know it gets that authentic, you know, old quality. And I thought there were a lot of great lines too, like Lincoln telling stories. All that was really good. Tommy Lee Jones, every word he spoke was awesome and very well delivered. And then I loved the whole argument about like, you know. I don't know if this is the right thing because once you're freed, what's going to happen to you and how she just says, like, freedom comes first. That conversation was really well written. I think it went on a little long, but it was interesting in, like, dispelling to the audience Lincoln's values and uh, the people around him's values and viewpoints, and that was really good. So, yeah, I would recommend it. Just, you know, be prepared for a lot of talking and, and that stuff. It does pick up towards the end, but, but yeah. And then, Remember the Titans. This is a movie I've seen before in bits and pieces on TV, and I knew I liked it from what I'd seen, but, man, is this movie really, really good. It gave me such an appreciation for, like, I feel like there's a a period of time where Disney had a lot of really good live-action movies that are just kind of slept on and, like, they're not remembered. (laughs) Uh, They they don't... I was going to say Remember the Titans. God damn it. Uh, they, they're like, I don't know, no one really talks about them anymore. That's what I mean to say. And I think more people should talk about this. This movie's good, man. This is a really good movie. I, I love Denzel Washington. I know, shocker. Uh, and, and all the other people. Ryan Gosling? That's crazy. There's a young Ryan Gosling in this movie. Uh, I think he was the only other person I recognized, but, but either way, Denzel is the heart and soul of this movie for sure. And... I loved it. It's it's so delightful. And then, you know, they still touch on, like, kind of the real-world horrors of of race relations and how bigoted people could be, especially at that time. And it's shocking how relevant both of these movies still are to our current political situation and our political discussions and still how people are treating each other. There's still riots like that. I mean, obviously, it's not to the same scale, but there's still there's still stuff like that, and that's insane to me. Uh, but yeah, either way, I think that it was very well handled, and they keep the movie fun and lighthearted and interesting while you know focusing on an aspect of of this time period that isn't often talked about. And then not just that, they do still touch on the the stuff uh, about this time period that wasn't so pleasant that wasn't just like you know look at all these people learning to get along it was like no we still hate each other and there is still real violence but i liked how it towed that line very well and it keeps it entertaining while still teaching a valuable lesson and i think that was very well handled and then yeah denzel is so good in this movie i love how you can see him learn from from the other coach and how they kind of both evolve together and how these people become friends just throughout, you know, having to spend so much time together and throughout all these rigorous practices. And then what really made me want to talk about these two in conjunction with one another was not only how they deal with similar subject matter in terms of, like, you know, racism and and bigotry, but I also think it was very interesting that, you know, that's set in the Civil War, and this has a very important scene where he takes them to the, where the Battle of Gettysburg was fought. Now, I'm. this always gets me. I know this is such a stupid nitpick, but 
they always say stuff is in Pennsylvania, and it's never it never is. Punxsutawney, uh, Illinois, or sorry, Punxsutawney, PA, in Groundhog Day, because I just talked about that, is actually Woodstock, Illinois, where that's where they shot it, and this they shot in somewhere in Georgia. And I was so disappointed because I was like, that's what Gettysburg College looks like? And I looked it up, and of course, it, it doesn't look like that. But either way, it's still a powerful moment nonetheless. And, you know, living so close to Gettysburg and having been there a couple of times, and then learning in class the broader context of this event and how bloody it was and how much it turned the tide of the war and everything about it, everything that went into it, everything that came out was very interesting and then seeing how he talked about it was just it's harrowing like how he talks about you know blood was spilled on this soil people were fighting then the exact same goddamn fight we're still fighting and it was like you know it really puts that into perspective and it's insane to me that we still have these disagreements that we still just can't figure this out it's ins- it's crazy but I'm not here to be, to get political. I'm not here to, you know, be the definitive podcast about modern day race relations. But it it did really put it into perspective, and it was probably my favorite part of the movie. It was, I mean, that's oh, that's crazy. But yeah, and just how his message is like, I don't, I don't, I don't care if you don't like each other. I you will respect each other, and that's a very important message. And and yeah, this movie is is. It's awesome. It's so good. And it's also, you know, very important to me now getting a perspective on coaching and different styles and how you can really build up a team because we're currently, you know, our season, it's winding down, but it's still, it's winding down and ramping up, if that makes any sense. We're done with dual meets, uh, where that's where two schools dive against each other in six dive competitions. We're all done with those, and we're moving on to 11 dive meets. So we're headed to districts two Wednesdays from now. And then after that, we'll see if we make it to states. Our senior diver will, unquestionably, she'll probably win districts, and she'll definitely place very highly in states. The rest of us, it's 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 a little unclear, but it's, you know, it's just like we can tell that our coach is something special and that it's due to him that we've advanced so so far so fast and you know we see a lot of the other coaches not that they're bad it's just that there's a very distinct difference so getting a perspective on the inner workings of coaching and and you know seeing a movie that focuses on a team growing together and and learning from their coach and coaches learning from each other that was that just resonated with me recently just because of of what a long season it's been and how my team's grown together and how our coaches helped us along and it's it's awesome it was a a really great part of this movie that I probably wouldn't have picked up on or appreciated as much if I would have watched it in years past so that was another thing I just wanted to comment on but other than that I think that's about it for me I also realized the other day Sorry, I always say that, and then I'm like, oh, I have one more thing. I'm like, uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. His, un- his uncle would always be like, Jackie! And then he would, like, say, like, you forgot to make Uncle T. You want Uncle to be tired? Or something like that. And then Jackie would, like, go making tea, and then he'd be like, one more thing! And then, he'd, you know, he'd come back, he'd tell him something, and then Jackie would, like, go to leave, and then he'd be like, one more thing! You guys watch that show? 
that was the shit when I was a kid. We would just curl up in my room, turn off all the lights, turn on Hulu on the computer, and, and freaking watch Jackie Chan Adventures. And then I'd go to the library and I'd get the tie-in novels. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I watched every damn episode of that show. But yeah, that that show's awesome. That kind of slaps. It's like the Karate Kid cartoon, but like better, you know? Anyway, uh, if that meant nothing to you, I'm sorry. I'm also sorry for that impression. But go look it up. Go look. Go look up one more thing. Jackie Chan Adventures. One more thing. Look it up. It sounds exactly like what I just did. Trust me. But anyway, what I meant to say was. I never talked about Yes Man, the Jim Carrey movie that I I watched. Uh, it was like the last thing I watched on Netflix before my free trial expired. And what the what the hell? That movie is so weird. From the very beginning, I was like, "What in the flying fuck is this?" And it's that attitude continued to the whole movie. It's a weird ass movie, but. If you're down for a a good time and if you're an adult who can you're an adult who can drink every time a weird thing happens, I mean be prepared to get pretty drunk because the movie is weird. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it under those circumstances. Uh definitely don't make it the last thing you watch on Netflix though. If you could watch uh if you could watch Inception, definitely watch Inception. I think the only reason I tried to watch something shorter was because I wanted to record a podcast too, but then I didn't even get to, so I just wasted my last day free trial on freaking yes man, but whatever. Uh go for it if you if you feel like it. It's weird. That's all I wanted to say. Alright. I'm grateful for uh what am I grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for a nice family day recently. We had a, well, a family and friends day, I'll say that. Uh, on Super Bowl Sunday slash Groundhog Day, we had a, like, a family get-together that we do every month, and that was a lot of fun. We we had a cup pong tournament. Uh, we had, you know, good eats, as always. Come on, man. You'd think we would get out of there with without some of the best food in the 717. Yeah, get out of here. Come on. Of course, we were stacking cheesecake and banana bread and cookies and candy. It was, oh, fantastic. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then after that, I went, I went over to my friend's house for a Super Bowl party. And so I'm just grateful that I got time recently to, uh, to go, you know, to see my cousins and my aunts and uncles and my grandma and my grandpa and everybody. And then I, I got to see some of my best friends. And... I'm also grateful that this semester has been so light on homework. I don't think I've had less homework since I was in elementary school. Like, honest to God, I I don't have anything to do after school anymore. It's just get home, go to practice uh, after like an hour. And then after that, dude, nothing. It's, It's this or it's playing Arkham Knight. Like, that's it. So that's awesome. And I'm glad that that's afforded me more time to... To focus on practice and then to to do stuff with my friends after school like uh i got like i touched on last episode but going to the basketball game that was awesome probably wouldn't have been able to do that if i was still in honors english too so yeah bang that that's good it's good stuff 
All right, cool kids. Uh, I will be back in a couple days. My next episode is going to be my my Batman TV show pitch. I've been working on it, like, in between classes and after school and stuff. It's, you know, it's moving along a little bit slower than I'd like. I need to really, you know, sit down and concentrate on banging it out. But I got a lot of ideas, and I'm really excited to share them with you. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can you can message me uh, on Instagram at Giovanni... Or, well, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You can message me at Giovangeli1. That's my personal account where I post pictures of sneakers and uh, cities that I go to. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with the show and you want to see like what new episodes are coming up, when they're going to be posted, all that stuff, you can follow at Movies and More Pod on Instagram. That's That's where all that stuff's located. And then... If Instagram doesn't really float your boat, I get it. You can email me at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. And if you've already done all of that, but you're like, what else can I do? I'm still bored. Well, you should definitely you should definitely uh, rate and review the show. You can do it right in half. It takes like a minute. It really helps out. And five stars would be much appreciated. Thank you. All right. Whew. I did it. Back-to-back recording sesh. I've been up here. For a while, been setting up sponsorships, which I touched on earlier. But, but yeah, setting up sponsorships, editing, taking notes, all kinds of stuff. It's awesome. I love doing this. This is this is awesome. I'm grateful that I can do this too. Anyway, I got I gotta go. I need to go to bed. I need to take a shower. Uh, peace. Have a good day. <laughs>